on, Basement Lounge fans? It's Mike Shea back here again with another monthly installment of the VIP Table. This is where we sit down with a special guest and get to know them and learn a thing or two about their career and their journey and, and introduce them to you guys. I want to remind you that once again, this show is sponsored by Poddex. Poddex is the number one way to boost your podcast game with episode and question decks of all different kinds. You can go to poddex.com right now. Use the code TBL10 to get 10% off your purchase at checkout. And don't forget to check out the mobile app as well, which we'll be using today with our interview with this next person who is is one of the most interesting people I've ever come across um, with, a, with, with a resume as long in, in, in numbers as my waistband is. Um, he has done everything from acting to music to podcasting and radio, uh, working in comics and, 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 and just, just everything. We're going to get to know oh, so much about this guy. Uh, he is, he's just cool and interesting and and and, and it's going to be great uh the, the one the only the real brimstone brimstone finally 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 brimstone has made it to yes the lounge podcast hanging out with my boy mike shea we're gonna have a lot of fun you got the one-eyed doll right in front of me, sitting there looking all handsome. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm ready to go, brother. How's it doing out in out in sunny Ohio? Today? Oh, Ohio's doing great, man. It's 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 finally not 95 outside for a change. So Fair I might enough. actually cut my grass. We'll see. <laughs> Don't cut the grass. Don't cut. Just wait a couple of days. Just, yeah, wait a couple of days. It's been three weeks. Who cares? It'll be fine. The end. Yeah, man. Place to stay. What uh, do they how- get to come with one of those little you know things and measure the? the trust me, you're good. You're good. They're fine. How are you? I'm all right. I could be I could be worse. I could be dead. I'm all right. I'm above ground. Everything's wonderful. Um, been a crazy week for me. But what do you call it? Uh, you know, I'm here. It's a, it's a beautiful day. I'm in New York. I'm back on Long Island. I was away all weekend. And, um, you know, it's fantastic to, to, to be able to kind of just chill for a hot minute and get to chat with you. Um, and, you know, it, it's crazy because in, in my world, like it's a constant go, 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 go. So moments like this where you kind of just chill. It's a beautiful thing. All about chill, because I I get it, man. Between between doing stand up and 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 this and and my regular job, and uh, I'm always on the move. So whenever I have time to just sit down and and just, just mellow out, take from that what you will, listeners at home. Uh, it's always a great day, always always a great moment. And and you are certainly no stranger to the the being constantly on the go being busy i wasn't kidding man i mean just going off of what you got listed on your website alone professional wrestler radio host personal podcaster actor voice actor author musician philanthropist i mean i could go on and on and on and do my best auctioneer fast voice uh how do you just, just building a, a a resume like that like like are you just are you just one of those control freaks that has to have his hand in a little bit of everything um pretty much uh you know look i i've always been the guy that you know, has to have his hand in every different cookie jar imaginable. And and the reason for that is because, you know, in entertainment, you got to eat. So, you know, I got to make sure that I'm, I'm consistently getting, you know, my scraps. And, um, you know, to, to, to really, you know, hone in on it, the, the real truth of the matter is, is that I love, I love um, everything entertainment. I love being able to say, hey, I've done that. Or, um, you know, if there's something, something that, that I, you know, I have interest in, I'm like, you know what? I want to give that a shot. And if it works out, awesome. If it doesn't, no worries. No skin off my back. I don't care. You know what I mean? I just go out and I do it. I'm unapologetically authentic. 
and I just enjoy doing the things that I do. So, you know, if I say, hey, you know, I want to, you know, do voice work. Well, I went out and I did voice work. You know what I mean? And most things that I, that I you know, do are kind of like um, what's the next natural progression of type of stuff. Uh, but then other things just kind of pop up that I'm like, I want to try this. I want to do that. It's worked out. Knock on wood. I'm, I'm with you, man. It's, if I see something that in, sounds interesting, I'm like, I, I could do that. I'm gonna go like try to do it. And there have been a lot of a lot of hobbies or a lot of a lot of attempted career add-ons that that just tried it. Nope, didn't work. Push to the side and move on. Uh, it's all but it, but I'm one of those like it's like I don't necessarily want to be the greatest at one thing, but if I can be good at a whole bunch of shit, <laughs> I, I feel I feel fulfilled. I don't know if that I don't know like if there's some Freudian answer to that, but um it's, it's the jack of all trades, master of none. And you don't have to be the master of anything. You just have to be the master of your own self. You know what I mean? Enjoy life. You only have one life to live. Enjoy every second of it. Do the things that you want to do. Bring to life the things that you want to bring to life. You know, that's the way to, to, to do it. And, um, you know, you, you can't let anybody tell you you can't do this. You can't do that. Because you know what? You can. You could do anything you want to do. You could be anything you want to be. You just have to put in 200%. That's it. So just a lot 200. of percent to put in. Just 200%. That's it. That's it. Just 200. Screw your high school football coach. You said 110. 200 is what you need to be putting into everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you know, it, I, I try to put in 200%. You know what I mean? Um, because if I'm not doing it, somebody else will. Um, you know, you know we're, we're in a world now. And I know you do stand-up comedy as well. And, and you've got your podcast. And, you know, the fact is, is there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of other people that are doing the same thing as what you're doing. So if you're not doing no, as much as you possibly can, and then some, you know, how are people going to see you? How are you going to be heard? How are you going to be seen? So you've got to be out there kind of, you know, doing what you can in order to make sure that, you know, you're always staying relevant. You're always staying in the public eye. And, um, you know, I've been going since I'm about five, six years old. I started on Sesame Street and Romper Room. Then, you know, uh, I toured the world of music, toured in professional wrestling, you know, I got, you know, I'm, I went back to acting. I'm an author, I'm a comic character, animated character. I do all this stuff, you know, and, and each of these different things are in different pockets. You know what I mean? Of entertainment, you know? So, you know, I am now, you know, tied into not only the music world, but the pro wrestling world, the hot sauce world, the foodie world, the comic world, you know what I mean? And um, it takes a lot of work to keep those relationships going and to, you know, have FaceTime with people and get to go out and do things. And, you know, but at the end of the day, it's worth every second. You know what I mean? I've, I've made some amazing friends, um, incredible uh, contacts, um, built amazing businesses. And, you know, it's worth it, man. So, look, you know, I'm not here, you know, oh, you know, I'm a celebrity, whatever, whatever. It's great. It, you know, the name and the moniker is fantastic. But at the end of the day, I just want to leave a legacy, bro. I want to leave a legacy that, you know, for my family, um, I don't need to be an A-lister. You know what I mean? I don't need, I just need to leave a body of work that my, my family will remember. People will remember. My fans will remember, you know, and say, you know what? That guy was a cool dude. He really busted his ass to make things happen and provided for his family. And, you know, and that's, that's all that matters to me. You know? There's a great quote from George Carlin, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but he is basically he said he's never sought to be 
like the greatest comedian ever. He just wanted to be in the conversation of great comedians after he yeah. was gone. And I think he managed to accomplish both. Oh, and yeah. I think that's, I think that's worth aspiring to. It's like, I don't necessarily want to be the best, but I want people to talk about me when I'm gone. Absolutely. It's all that matters, man. And, and people to this day are still talking about George Carlin. You know, um, it, it's, it's incredible. It's about, like I said, it's all about leaving a legacy, leaving something behind that people are going to remember you by. And not just a year, two years, we're talking about 10, 20, 30 years down the line where, you know what I mean? You've been long gone and your, your, you know, presence is still felt, you know, think of people like Marilyn Monroe and you know what I mean? And uh, John Lennon. And, you know, I don't know how many years, but it's at least 20, you know, <laughs> at least 20, 30 years for each of them. You know what I mean? Uh, so, but these are people that you still know who they are. You can ask a kid who, who Michael Jackson is. They'll know who Michael Jackson is. And that was a bad joke. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? You know, like there, there are people that just, you know, Hulk Hogan, you know what I'm saying? He's still yeah. alive, but he left his mark on the professional wrestling world. You know, think about music. You got guys like Run DMC. DMC is a very good friend of mine. You know, he's a legend in, in the music world. He's you know still alive and kicking and doing his thing today. But, you know what I mean? People will remember him. 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years after he's gone, because he helped pioneer, you know what I mean? Hip hop. So, you know, you know, it's just, it's a matter of, you know, um, you know, just leaving your mark on the world and leaving it better than, than what you came into it. You know, no, it's, that's definitely, it's a great way to take on it. It's, it's you want to make sure that whatever it is you, uh, I think it was like, they were talking about like, it's almost about Ernest Hemingway. And, and there's always that conversation of like, you know, do you, do you set aside, are you able to set aside the fact that the guy was a not great person, you know, versus the, the legacy of his body of work? And, and, you know, there, I mean, Michael Jackson, that comes up all the time. Or people, Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby. <laughs> um, well, and that then just, just in the last few years, there's, you know, with like the Me Too movement and all thing where you had guys like Louis C.K. who were beloved comedic icons and now suddenly everyone's like eh, fuck that guy so yeah, it, there, yeah. there there is that challenge as always i think is to not only just to let your talent or your skill speak for itself but also make sure that there is because now or you know like kevin spacey like there's now you know i just you don't want that kind of muddled conversation where it's you know does is your art so good that it can outweigh you being a total prick kind of thing <laughs> like I'd, I'd rather i honestly would rather be remembered for just being a nice guy i think but that's that's me i'm old school i guess you know look first of all first and foremost i mean a lot of the time body work um you know, speaks for itself and that that is separate than the person that, that you're discussing you know what i mean um yeah. like you know bill cosby in general like i i i love the cosby show man and the cosby show taught many a lessons it doesn't matter how bad or how much of a creep he was um or that we found out that he was behind the scenes you know there it, he was still he still had one of these um, amazing shows that you know taught people you know what i mean uh just life and life lessons and um one of my favorite stories you know that that i tell to this day, um, you know, and, and uh, is about, you know, it's in the presentation. I don't know how much you watch the Cosby show, but um, well, a lot. You know, <laughs> so, you know, it's when when uh, the, the middle daughter brings home, you know, this guy and, 
you know, he's a little bit older and so forth. And I think they were getting married and, you know, and, and, you know, they sit down to eat and tells, tells uh, the guy, I think his name is Dabner or Dabney or something. I can't remember his name. Um, but he says to him, he goes, you know, Cosby says, you know, well, look, you know, you, you, you like, you like steak. He goes, well, yeah, yeah. I love steak. He goes, well, you know, can, can you, you like some delicious onions on top, you know, you can smell them up fried. Mm-mm, smells good. You know what I mean? He's going on. He goes, you know, how about some mashed potatoes? You like some mashed potatoes? Oh, I love mashed potatoes. He takes some mashed potatoes. And, you know, what about, you know, some, some greens? You like some greens? Oh, yes. Oh, those are good. Oh, can you smell it? Do you feel it? You smell it? He goes, oh, yeah, I smell it. He goes, now, how about if I took that delicious steak and that those mashed potatoes? Mm-mm, smells good. Oh, you know, the greens. And I took the top off a trash can lid and took all that steak and everything and put it on the trash can lid and put it in front of you. Would it still be appetizing? He goes, well, no, no, sir, it wouldn't. He goes, well, that's how my daughter presented you. You see, son, it's all in the presentation. You know what I mean? And uh, what do you call it? And that's that has been, you know, even though Cosby might be a piece of garbage for doing the things that he did, you know, the certain lessons that he taught, such as that, which helps me in business and in, in life today. You know what I mean? Where, you know, it, and, and, I, and I tell that story, and, and you know, it's, it's all about the presentation. It doesn't matter what's going on outside. You know what I mean? I could go out and I have to have a conversation with 10, 20,000 people at a convention or, you know what I mean? Uh, or speaking to millions of people online with, with, with Grindhouse. The fact of the matter is, is that, you know, it doesn't matter what's going on in my life that's bad. You know what I mean? I need to make sure that it's still presented properly. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and it's all in the presentation. Um, you know, you can, you can, you know, the same thing with, you know, um, you know, if I'm going to meet somebody, well, it doesn't matter if I'm rough around the edge. It's all about the presentation. You know what I'm saying? First, mm. first representation of you goes a long way. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, so anyway, it's, it's Dabney, I think was the, what's the guy's name. I'm trying to remember like that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, but uh, you know, and if you haven't seen that clip, I'll get you a copy of the clip so you can see it. It's fantastic. But, um, you know, again, you know, these, there are lessons that are learned in certain things. There are bodies of work that people like, see, so what you're going to stop watching, you can stop listening to Michael Jackson, one of the most amazing musicians ever to walk the face of the earth because, you know, of accusations that were never truly proven. You know what I mean? Again, everybody in the public eye at one point or another has been accused of something, have, you know, has, has been, um, you know, there are people that talk smack about them 24 seven. That's just the world we live in now. You know, you can't believe everything you hear for one, two, unless it's proven in the court of law, you know what I mean? It's not necessarily true. And three, you know, just because it, just because people, you know, do things as doesn't mean that it actually happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, there's, there's so many different things that, that have gone on that I've seen personally. And, you know, then I go, well, you know, it is what it is. And there are a ton of crappy people out there. So, you know, it's hard to decipher. Um, I am, in, in my opinion, I think that, um, you know, the body of work should stand, you know, stand on its own separate than the person themselves, because there's a lot to learn from people like a Michael Jackson or, or, uh, you know, even if Kevin Spacey, you know what I mean? Which I'm not even a big fan of his, but you know, mm-hmm. at, the, at the end of the day, he was a great actor, you know, he was a great actor and he did many of things that, you know, for people that are looking to get into acting, you know, to study the things and the mannerisms and so forth. And just because he's a piece of garbage doesn't mean that you have to be. You know, that's fair. I'm not going to apologize for loving, for loving him and in, in, in horrible bosses, even though he's a scumbag. 
Um, he's so freaking funny and that movie's so great. Um, well, and, and there's a reason that he did that role well. Yeah. Right? It, because he because he was a jackass, right? Okay. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm a I'm a big comic book nerd, big, big comics guy. I got long boxes for days in the other room. You uh you you created uh, something in co- Hound Comics is something yeah. that you created, and and I I want to talk because I, I, I'm I'm not as familiar with that. I, I looked to see at any of the stores if we had any of the stuff around here, and unfortunately we didn't. So I wanted to talk to you specifically just to get to learn about like what how Hound Comics got started, what it offers, things like that. Because because I'm I'm so fascinated by this. So Hound Comics Hound Entertainment Group, um, I started. Oh my lord! Many years ago, you're talking about probably about uh, 2005. I think we started Hound, something around there, and um, you know it was a passion project for a while. And uh, the fact is, is that we we had spiked up and we were really big for a hot minute, and then um, now I want I want to say more than a hot minute. And then certain things crumbled internally. You know, people weren't doing like you and I discussed with other things. You know, privately, you know, where people may or may not be doing the things that they're supposed to do. And you know, you know what I mean? Like, and uh, that, that's, that's not on your end, on my end that we were discussing, mm-hmm. um, you know, that the fact is, is that sometimes things happen and, you know, you, you, you're not running like a well-oiled machine. So, um, so Hound, although we were in a tremendous amount of different comic shops at one point, we're in a lot less at this point because it's on the back. It's not the back burner. It's still running, but it's on the backside of what, what I do now. And I run the company. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, where we would have, where we once had, you know, 30, 40 employees and we're doing X, Y, and Z and all the cons and so forth, it's, it's taken a much bigger backseat at this point because it's very difficult. The way I started Hound, well, the reason why I started Hound was a big accident. Um, so you tell me which direction you want me to go and I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll oh, go. I, I love hearing about happy accidents. I want to hear this story. Okay. <laughs> so I wanted to start, I wanted to, you know, leaving professional wrestling. Um, you know, I didn't want to be that, you know, 50, 60, you know, year old guy that was still bumping around in a ring for, for my, you know, for my paychecks. And, um, I, you know, I have my name, I own my trademarks, I own the name, I own the likeness. And I was like, you know, I wanted to do something bigger, you know, um, with the character. I just wanted to take, you know, the, the, the brimstone character from the ring. So I'm an old school gimmick guy and, you know, have it transcend outwards into the world. So I said, what could I do that that works? And as I mentioned to you before, um, the next natural progression for pro wrestling, I thought was, you know, for the character was comics, because let's think about it. What are wrestlers? They're larger than life characters in the ring. They're superheroes to a lot of people. Um, why not take it and move it into a comic book style? So we took the wrestling completely out of it, took the gimmick and made it into the Brimstone and Border, uh, Brimstone and Border Hounds, which is the comic book. Um, now, I put out the first issue. Um, we launched it in, um, you know, as Hound Comics, you know, uh, in what do you call it? Uh, uh, Borders Books. And um, I, if you even remember Borders Books. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we, we launched it in Borders Books. And about a month later, Borders was closing their stores down. So we pulled from all the Borders. And then I wanted to show how big my thing was. So I, um, what do you call it? I decided to relaunch um, in every single Barnes and Noble and B Dalton. So we wound up being the only independently owned and operated comic company in all the B Daltons and, uh, Barnes and Noble all around the country. And then the ones that were out of the country. 
um, which was a very big endeavor. So once we did that, that kind of just skyrocketed us for a hot minute. You know what I mean? Because people were yeah. like, okay, what, what's going on here? Because you had Marvel, you had DC, you had Dark Horse, you had Image, and then there was Hounds. You know what I mean? They were going, yeah. who, who are they? So we, at that time, were in all these big name stores, but I wasn't in the comic shops. And the reason I wasn't in the comic shops, there were two reasons. Uh, one, and it was just a single comic. Um, one reason was because they didn't want to take a chance on a new company. Two was they didn't know, you know, whether they were familiar with me or not. They didn't know my team. You know what I mean? And three, what do you call it? I hadn't worked out a deal with Diamond yet. I had started dealing with Diamond, you know, because they didn't want to take an indie that would come out in like, uh, you know, one issue or two issues, then all of a sudden disappear. Right. Okay, great. No problem. So, but you wouldn't take a mini series because at the, at the beginning we were just doing a four part series. That was the original goal. We're going to do four parts and see what happens from there. Nobody would, no, none of the stores would take it independently. And I had a team of people calling. So I worked out the deal uh, with Diamond finally, but Diamond wasn't going to get anything out because of their timeline until like issue five. So I was like, all right, well, I'm on my own until then. So what do I need to do? I need to start going out there and supporting the book. So I said, all right, I'm going to start doing comic cons again and, and start doing appearances and supporting the book. So um, I was doing one of the events in Manhattan. It was a smaller event because I do all like the Big Apple cons at that point and Wizard World, New York Comic Con. I do, I've done all that. But, you know, I also wanted to hit the smaller ones. And this one was, I think it was like, gotham con or something like that and they had all of the, all of us celebs in one room um and they put me with with the books in there and all my other stuff um and and they put me next to my old friend peter mayhew if you don't know who peter mayhew is yeah. from star wars so uh peter and angie his wife um very dear friends and we were sitting and i hadn't seen him in a while and um what do you call it they were they were right next to me and we were talking about the comics at that point i had also put out the first uh, first issue of um uh what do you call it uh, the border pups which is the kids version kids book uh you know it's kids version of the border hounds and um what do you call it we you know they were, they were going back and forth and what we say in in you know the jewish people say or yiddish we were kibitzing which is just chit-chatting and uh and and angie says to me she goes brim you know peter and i have been trying to get you know his kids books out for a long time and you know we didn't know where to go and the person we were dealing with last was kind of like you know an idiot and they didn't get us get it done and um we were wondering if you might be able to do something for us so i was like well you know it sounds interesting i said if you need me to help you i'm happy to help you so what do you call it uh, we decided all right we're going to do something together so i i wound up um getting into bed with pete and angie in terms of of uh, the books so they had their two kids books then friends of mine from from Disney and friends of mine from Nickelodeon, uh, you know, artists had said, you know, do you think you guys can do my books as well? And I turned to my wife and I go, all right, well, it's time to incorporate. So I wound up incorporating. It was Hound Comics Encounter Entertainment Group, and uh, we we had this this body of work. And the whole point behind Hound was not for me to be a big bad publisher. It was for me to help independent artists and independent people put their product out and their projects out under a label um everything was creator owned we made no money on their products it was like you know a buck a book if that you know what i mean and that's if they bought their own stuff so like we we really we were trying to we were out there for the creator um 
I signed a ton of different people, uh, amazing artists. The problem is, is that, you know, when it's independently owned and you've, you know, and there it's up to them to do their own books and so forth. Some people are a little bit lazy. I hate to say it, but that's what you get. And other people don't like to promote. And, you know, so a lot of their books wound up not going anywhere. But we did have a bunch of people that wound up doing very big things. And I'm very proud of them. And they, they did, uh, you know, a lot of things even outside, you know, after Hound. Um, but the whole thing with Peter and Angie, that's what, what made me do it. And what's really cool fact is that, um, you know, at the time uh, we, had to, we had to get because Chewbacca, the character, was in the books. So we actually had, um, and I still have uh, the letter from Lucasfilm giving us absolute rights. We were the only company to be able to utilize the, uh, the Chewbacca character in the books without paying a royalty. Which was which was really really cool. Um, so and great that's the story. That's how that's how Hound Comics was was born and then reborn into a corporation. So, that's so fantastic. Yeah. I love I love that I love that you, you got to do this like that have Peter Mayhew as that as that influence and that you had that you were able to use that character. I mean that's yeah. so few, I can think of so few instances in in the last fifty years where something like that is has has gone through especially with something like that iconic like you thought yeah. we were talking about people things people know forever everyone knows chewbacca everyone knows who chewbacca is and peter you know peter was such a great guy and and um you know and and i like i said i love pete and angie i still love angie you know i i don't get to speak to her as often i just spoke with her daughter the other day um but what do you call i'm i'm in standing with the stars which is which is the documentary on peter um you know like i said we, we were close you know when, whenever we got to see each other we saw each other um, and the, the fact is, is that, um, what do you call it? Uh, you know, I respected him a lot and he wound up, he was my father in the comics. So his, oh. we, we, we actually wrote him into the comics and the kids books as the architect. So he was the character, uh, who was Brimstone's father. And, um, he's also the one who helped to, you know, he's the one, uh, the architect who created uh, hell, which in the comics, heaven, hell, Nirvana, Valhalla, all the different, you know, um, afterlifes that you know of are actually um, big time corporations that are all competing against each other for the hottest commodity, which is the soul. And um, so it's, it's a different outlook on hell and this and that and the next thing. It's not hell like, oh, it's hell. And no, it's a different animal. So um, he's the architect of, of uh, the hell corporation. And um, what do you call it? At this point, um, Brimstone's half brother, Orgathon actually runs the corporation while Brimstone likes to kick back and he's one of the border hounds uh, which is, you know, they're, they're one of the, his unit is one of the units to border hounds that goes out and, and look for the escaped weepers and, and uh, weepers of the people, the souls that are coming into hell and have no idea what's going on. And there's a whole bunch of different things I can go on about, but I don't want to bore you because <laughs> I can go on forever. I'm, I'm so into this right now. This is so <laughs> great. I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge, like, I'm a huge Constantine fan. Uh, you, my favorite comic book character uh, other than Batman. So you love the hell. Like I, have the hellblazer collection for days and um you know i like i just got done reading the first couple of collections of uh, this is one called fables where it's basically like retellings of all the classic like like uh like out like uh little red riding hood stuff like that but like yeah the wolves like but like they're people um <laughs> so hearing that it's like, it's like like all the realms of the afterlife are these corporations i'm just like i want i want that I want the Netflix <laughs> series. Where's that? Come on. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, we, we uh, things got very busy. You know, I had some, some internal, like I said, I had some internal issues with 
couple different people. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm one person. And even though I had a lot of people, I was like, you know what? Um, sometimes you have to shift. And I shifted from Hound to the Grindhouse radio mm-hmm. because the Grindhouse was just do- that that needed my attention more. And that was where, you know, bigger things were happening at the time. So Hound still exists. Hound still happens. Um, but the Grindhouse radio is really where, you know, everything kind of shifted to in terms of business attention. So that's where I am right now. You know, um, we still do Hound and, um, you know, just the books don't come out as often as they did, you know, my books. And uh, because I don't have the time to write them, you know, that's just what it comes down to. That's fair. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought up uh, the Grindhouse radio. That's actually where, where I wanted to go to to next. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm an old school radio guy myself, and and that's partially why I do podcasting and all that. And uh, so the Grindhouse radio is a, is a, is a, is like a, is a weekly, it's a weekly show. It's, it's you. Um, I'm trying to remember who's on it. It's you, um, Kim, Kim Dragna and Tom Greer. Yeah. Tom Greer. How did that, how did that crew all uh, kind of come together originally? So that's a great story in itself. And it stems from Mound. <laughs> so again, next natural progression of everything. Well, first and foremost, before we even knew Kim and Tom and then somebody else who was one of our partners is no longer with us. Um, what do you call it? Uh, you know, again, it's, you know, in Hound, I'd always as Brimstone, as, you know, an entertainer in general, you know, I was always um, welcoming when I'm signing at a convention or I'm doing an event and somebody comes up and says, hey, I'm a podcast. And this was way before podcasts were popular. You know what I mean? Which was only the last few years when podcasts became really big. So think 15 years ago when podcasting was just like, hi, I do a podcast. What's a podcast? You know, like, even though we've been, podcasting has been around for, 20 something years, if not longer, you know, people weren't as knowledgeable. They still not as knowledgeable about it. So I've always been podcast friendly, but um, I had wanted to do, you know, I, I always did a lot of radio. I always did uh, radio interviews, publications, the whole nine yards. I've already conquered publications. I've done publications, but I wanted to do something in radio. I like to talk if you can't tell. And um, what do you call it? I was like, you know, I've always enjoyed radio. I've enjoyed the um, you know, the conversations and, and the banter. I said, you know what? I want to do it myself. I want to do something. So I contacted all of the local media, everybody that was here on, on Long Island in New York where I'm, I'm from. And, um, you know, now I know all of these, you know, the, these media companies. I've been on as a guest countless times. I know all the DJs that are friends of mine that we are always making appearances at different events together, you know? So I contacted them and I was like, you know, via the higher ups and I'm like, Hey, you know, this is some of them who knew me well, some of them who didn't know me as well, but I said, I'd really like to put together a show of interest in doing something, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, I can offer a lot, blah, 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 blah. And uh, I heard crickets, bro. I heard crickets. Nobody got back to me. And I was like, okay, very interesting. No worries. So I said, so you're not interested? All right, I'll do it myself. So I flipped it and I started looking into like uh, online, um, you know, online radio stations and, you know, getting involved. And there were a lot of people, but I just, things just seemed very shifty, you know, and and shady with a couple of people that I was talking to. And I was like, "Uh, I don't want to attach my name to something like that because I always, if I'm going to do something, I want it to be 200%, as I mentioned earlier. I want it to be on point and it's got to be quality. And, um, I wound up, uh, you know, just putting it on the back burner. I bought the grindhouseradio.com. I worked on the IP. I had everything ready to go. But I'm like, you know what? If it's not the time, it's not the time. I couldn't figure it out. 
So, um, you know, within the, the time restraints that I had. So when the shift happened at Hound Comics um, or started happening at Hound Comics, I, um, I brought in a bunch of new interns who were working with me. Um, and, you know, one of them was Kim. Another one was Steve, who had worked, uh, who was with us for a very long time. And um, the two of them, you know, just the three of us had great banter together. So, you know, I said to them, I go, have you ever, would you, would you be interested in maybe uh, doing something? Because they both had radio backgrounds, and pod, uh, not podcasting, but radio backgrounds. And they were like, yeah, you know, let's, let's try it. So we wound up one day, we sat behind uh, one of the desks after hours at the Hound offices. Uh, we were on a main road, like a real busy, popular road because I had, uh, you know, the storefront, uh, which had all the comics and all my products and everything in it as well. So, and then the corporate offices were in the back. But you can hear all the cars whizzing by in the back. We had no soundproofing. It was like one microphone smack dab in the middle of the table, you know, the laptop. You know what I'm saying? Old school podcast. And yeah. uh, we sat behind it, the three of us, for a, um, what do you call it, a, an hour. And when we stopped, we were like, that was magic. Something's there. Um, seven years later, we're still running strong. And um, what do you call it? It was, uh, it was Kim, myself, and, and Steve Zambito, better known as Zambo, was, uh, was our third. Um, he had come from the Connecticut School of Broadcasting when I decided to make the, uh, the, the decision to close down the Hound Comics office. Um, what do you call it? I, I shut that down. And in the meantime, we started recording out of Connecticut School of Broadcasting. And um, at that point, I had worked out the deal. I got the call from iHeart um, because that was before it was easy for people to get on iHeart. iHeart called us and asked us to come on and do it. And I was like, that'd be great. And they said, you know, we have a, ta- uh, you know, we could, we could get you in for, uh, at that time we had time, time, slot so we had two hour time slot they gave us so we wound up doing a two hour time slot and then i wound up reaching out to every bit of you know uh every other contact i could think of that was in college radio and this that and the next thing we were on a slew of different networks which has also changed over the years um and now we're doing between three and a half to four million listeners weekly worldwide we won best radio station on long island the last four years in a row. So we beat all the terrestrial radio stations who's, who didn't ever, who never got back to me. Um, so what do you call it? Yep. Um, what do you call it? So we four years in a row. And mind you, we're a two hour show once a week and we beat 24 seven radio stations. So I just Suck want to put that. that out. Just want to put that out there. And um, what do you call it? You know, and, and, and again, it's not, it's not the competition point. It's just the fact that, you know, like I, it, it goes to show, don't let people say no. They say no, you you know you say okay, I'll take it somewhere else or do some or I'll do it myself. You if I can do it, you can do it. You know what I mean? You yeah. just have to work hard for it. So now the grindhouse is doing great. I mean, we've won seven new awards going into this year. Um, you know, for for multiple different things, for audio, for the, the podcasting series in general, for um, <clears throat> what do you call it for? Uh, uh, doing the right thing. I mean, we, we've gotten so many different things. It's just, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And, and Steve left us at the beginning of this year. Um, he left on the 300th episode, um, which, what do you call it, which sucked. But, you know, at the end of the day, we move on. Tom, I forgot to tell you, Tom, oh, my God, Tom's going to kill me. So Mr. Greer, Mr. Greer is, uh, he came in when we went to, to CSB, Connecticut School of Broadcasting, um, because, like I said, we were working out of there for a little while until we were able to, buy our own studio space and um what do you call it so tom and another guy who used to be with us scott 
um, they had been engineers that were going to school there and they started interning for the grindhouse radio. Um, and then they were brought on as full, you know, full-time, uh, uh, members of the cast. And, um, Scott has been gone for a couple of years now, but Greer moved his way right up to one of the three main hosts and, um, what do you call it? And, and, uh, he's not going anywhere. So what do you call it? So yeah, like, um, it's, we just have such a good banter, you know what I mean? And, and it's like I said, it's a shame that Steve's not with us anymore, but, um, the fact of the matter is, is that. Uh, you know, we're still, we, we keep on keeping on and, and we've won more awards than he's got. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, listen, man, like, no, no, there's nothing against you, bro. But, um, you know, it works. So, um, you know, but, but GHR has been a fantastic thing and, uh, it's been a steady and it's been, you know, we, we deal with, uh, major, major clients, like our client base, the people we represented, like Kiko Man, Main and Tail, um, Boss Hoss Cycles, you know what I mean? We work with Bigelow T, Ometics, uh, Wendy's. I mean, I just did, when I was signing out for San Diego Comic-Con, uh, they, Wendy's found out that I was signing in San Diego and their, their uh, agency is the same as one of the other agencies that I deal with for Kikoman and 7-Eleven. Uh, and they, what do you call it? They were like, you know, uh, Brim, would you represent us on the IMDB boat? Because, um, you know, we, we'd like to have a celeb there, in, you know, for us. And I was like, absolutely. And uh, we wound up going on. And then IMDb fell in love with me, knock on wood, thank God. And what do you call it? And I've been doing stuff with IMDb now, you know, here and there. Hopefully at some point I'll take over Kevin Smith's position. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, for all of us. Kevin's a great guy. And um, what a sweetheart. What a doll. Matter of fact, the funny thing is we knew of each other for the longest time. Um, the View Askew uh, people there. And congratulations to all of them, if anybody is tuning in clerks three just wrapped so um you know my 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 brothers and sisters that that are uh in the bsq family you know brian o'halloran marilyn gigliotti ernie o'donnell you know the whole comic book men's cast you know these these are all it's my family you know so um you know so I, i'm so happy and proud of them and and that they got to go in there and and do this all again and um and kevin we actually we we've been in the same place like countless times but um, we'd never actually been introduced, which is hilarious. We were literally standing next to each other um, at Kamikaze in LA, um, back outside the green room at one point. And I think um, they were they were taking the rock was was leaving, so they like stopped before we had the, the opportunity to kind of talk. They stopped everybody, and we we, we got pulled away from each other, so we didn't get introduced there. So finally, it was funny because it was on the IMDb boat, not on the Wendy's night on a different night because they invite they kept inviting me back come back come back so i wound up going there and uh i was with with marilyn and uh and brian and uh marilyn looks at me she goes you still haven't met kevin have you i was like no no i haven't and uh, so she grabs me by the wrist brings me over uh great story because it was it was just uh one of those nights and it was also last night that i saw one of my good friends uh and, and i'll explain that so we we uh she brought me over uh, he saw her, you know, because it was to the carpet and I had already done the carpet. So um, what do you call But she, you know, he saw Marilyn. So he called her up. So she went onto the carpet with him. Um, and then what do you call it? They uh, she said to him, she goes, I want to introduce you to Brim. Brimstone's right there. Blah, blah, blah. So he's like, come, come. So I went over. Now we're taking pictures together on the carpet for, uh, you know, on the yacht. And uh, what do you call it? And we're going back and forth. And it's funny because I said to him, I go. 
you know, I said, we, I said, I, I can't believe we're finally meeting now. I said, it's, it's fantastic. I said, it's fantastic to meet you. I said, but now I've got to ask you for something. I said, and I don't do this for anybody, but I got to ask you for something. He goes, what is it? I said, you're going to hate me for asking. I said, but I'd be a bad husband if I didn't. He goes, well, what do I, what, what do you, what do you need? I go, swear to God, just like, so like, like, Oh, well, what do you need? I go, well, I said, my wife is a huge, you know, huge, you know, uh, Kevin Smith fan you know, as, as always loved, as loved all your work and as well as, you know, I, of course I love your body work as well, but you know, she loves to work and so forth. And um, it would mean a lot because she doesn't come with me to the cons and I've been gone for a couple of weeks now on, on tour and doing all the stuff. And said, it would mean a lot if I can maybe do a video and send it out to her. So he's like, he goes, let's do it. I, I'm like, all right, you know, I guess I'll get, he goes, no, no, let's do it now. So we're on the carpet and he grabs the, and we grab the phone. And we were sitting there, we're filming and doing this whole thing. And it was great. And as we're doing it, what do you call it? I hear from behind me, a big booming voice bram, jumps on me. It's my buddy, Shad Gaspard. Um, what do you call it? Who, if you're a wrestling fan, Shad was part of crime time and he passed away. Um, what do you call it? Uh, saving his son, uh, you know, in, in the ocean. Um, I'm going to cry. I got to, I better hold on. <laughs> it's got to chill. Uh, but he, he lost his life saving his son um, not too long ago. And uh, that was the last time I got to see him. But it was him and, uh, and Greg Sipes, uh, my buddy Greg, who does the voice for Beast Boy from Teen Titans Go. And um, what do you call it? They were behind me. So now you have Marilyn, Kevin, myself, Shad, and, and uh, Greg. And everybody's talking in the video. And it's this awesome thing. And I put it down. And what do you call it? I thanked Kevin. I turned to Shad. I said, hold on. I got to took it. And my freaking thing didn't record it. No. It didn't record it. And I said, oh, my God, all you heard, it went on. And you heard me say to Shad, brother, what are you doing here? You know, it's great to see you. And then you know, he's like, oh, man, it's so good to see you. And then clicks off, right? So I was like, oh, shoot. I said, this, this was too big of an opportunity for, for me to send to my wife. I said, I, I, I got to go talk to him. So, <laughs> so I, I said, guys, I'll be right back. So he's trying to make his way out and leave. So, uh, so Jay Muse um, was also a great guy. What do you call it? Uh, him and him and Kevin and and the wives were kind of moving out, and they were trying to get him out. I so I go and I, people were stopping him. Go, Kevin. He goes, Grim, what's up? I go, I really, you're gonna kill me. He's like, what? I was like, you're gonna hate me. He goes, I can't. I could never hate you. So what? <laughs> so what, what is it? I'm, I'm like, I go, I go. The video didn't record. He goes, what? The video didn't record. Now picture his face. Because all I do, I can, I will always think of his face. Was like, whoa, like, whoa, didn't record. I go, it didn't record. He goes, we need to do it again. I go, I feel bad asking you to do it. He goes, he goes no, F that. Come on, let's go. We went outside and we filmed it. We recorded it outside. I got to send it to my wife and, and what do you call it? And she was super thrilled and made her, made her year. And uh, what do you call it? And, and I haven't seen him because obviously right after that, we went into pandemic. Uh, but when I tell you one of the most stand up, coolest human beings I've ever, you know, had the opportunity to sit and, and get to, to meet and, and uh, interact with one of the most fantastic guys and, and understand, you know, the people that I, I'm friends with and the people that I, I've worked with are, are pretty big, you know, like <laughs> you don't get much bigger than Stan Lee, you know what I mean? Right. And uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, but, but Kevin was, was a stand up dude and um, he didn't have to do any of that, but he did it. And um, I'll always love the guy for it. So he could do no wrong in my book. 
Um, really, really good dude. So for those of you out there who don't know who Kevin Smith is, look him up. I guarantee you, you'll love the guy to death. He's just a real authentic guy. That's it. And that's just the way I built my brand. You know what I mean? I'm just a regular authentic guy goes out there and just likes to love people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, lo- I love hearing it. Cause I'm, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. We, we did a whole episode just talking about like our favorite Kevin Smith movies and stuff. And, and so, and, and every time you hear stories about people meeting them, it's always just positive. The, the, I've never heard anyone say anything negative about well, just how warm and inviting and, and just bear huggy he is. And, not as not so much bear hugging now that he's lost a thousand pounds, but you know, <laughs> um, he looks just, great. He looks great. Oh yeah. You know? And uh, I need to lose some of that weight. I, I told him I said I need to lose some of the weight like you. With you, buddy. Uh, but he's what what a great what a great dude though. But um, you know, and uh, and the thing is, it's like I and I love all his work, but you know, but I get how great of a guy he is from all of the people that work for him and work with him. You know what I mean? Like everybody's like always talking when they talk about him, they speak of, the, of him with such fondness. And I, you know, you know, you don't understand until you actually meet the person, you know what I mean? So, uh, but I can tell you every, with every last bit and shred of my, my, um, you know, uh, being, I'm telling you the guys, unbelievable, unbelievable, perfect, perfect guy. And that, that that's great. Cause I want, I want to, segue this into and so we're gonna do our next our, our little sponsored segment here sure. so we're sponsored by a company called pod decks and they create uh decks of cards for like episode ideas for podcasts interview decks and they have an app and one of the decks on the app since so we've been talking about kevin smith and working with comic books so they've got a great superhero question deck that i wanted to ask uh ask you some just some fun questions from okay. um right off the bat if you could start a podcast or radio show with any superhero who would it be Oh man, depends on which way we're gonna go with it. If you want a goody two shoes thing, you'd have to go with Superman. Uh, but what do you call? It? If you want something badass, I would love to do it with Wolverine and Batman. I think that would be a really fun trio right there because I just think you'd just get a lot of grunting and and stupidity from from all all three of us. I think it would be fun. I would want to get Booster Gold just because he would be the ultimate hype man because he gets so freaking oh, yeah. excited about everything. So never and also <laughs> easy to rag on too. Um, I'm I'm you know what I I what oh, here's what what is the worst superhero movie? <laughs> you really want to know this because this is this is everyone's got a different me. answer. So <laughs> uh, what do you call it? The Justice League um, is is probably uh, the Whedon one. one. <laughs> yeah, you want to know why? And I didn't even, I started watching the, the cut and still couldn't save it. I'm sorry. I couldn't, I, I couldn't do it. And um, I, I, people were like, oh, Brim, you got to watch it, got to watch it. I'm like, no, man. It's just, it was just, no. Um, I am not a fan of any of the Batman, the, 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 the middle Batman or the newer Batman movies. I can't stand that. Um, but I couldn't even live with that. It was just like, wait, you know what? Let me take a step back. Batman versus Superman. That's worse than Justice League. That one's worse than Justice League. <laughs> Justice, Justice League is a quick second. The only thing that saves that a little bit is that what do you call it? You've got you've got what do you call it? Wonder Woman and and the sad thing is that Aquaman was better in this movie than than the the bigger freaking names. You know what I mean? Like I, I I don't know, man. I can't. I couldn't handle it. Uh, Ray was in. Ray's a real nice guy, cyborg. Um, but you know, I wasn't crazy about that character in there either. I'm sorry, man. What do you call it? Uh, my cyborg is card. <laughs> <laughs> but um what do you call it you know it is what it is what is what's your what's your least favorite 
uh, right now, I it's it's either the first Suicide Squad because just what a what a hot freaking mess or i mean i mean my, my default is to like what's one that i can just never watch and that's honestly it's iron man it's iron man 3 really i hated so much <laughs> everything about iron man 3 i walked out of that theater so mad and so pissed off it was such a bait and switch movie this is not the movie that i was pitched in any of the trailers, this is not the movie. And this is back before everybody was like super plugged into the film sphere and everybody knew everything going on. So it was just, and especially like coming from Shane Black and I'm like, man, you're better than this, buddy. You're, you're better than this. Mm-hmm. And it just, yeah, it was, it was, it just, it just felt like, well, we got to get one more Iron Man in and, and Shane Black basically just did, well, I'm going to do something that nobody else would do. And it's like, well, there's a reason why nobody else would do it, Shane. <laughs> bad idea well, here you know and and let me just you know come back you know with, with why i said what i said yeah i could go back into the past and pick out and pluck out like awful movies sure. you know what i mean here and there but you know justice league and you know batman versus superman were just so recent you yeah. know what i mean that that those were my you know my go-tos suicide squad i don't even consider a movie you know what i mean um and then the, the second suicide squad i i think was awful as well did you like oh, it? really and now mind you and i love i love what do you call it um gun i think he's yeah. fantastic what do you call it brooker's in it he's one of my good friends you know what i mean like i was going into it wanting to love the movie you know what i mean like, yeah. like my, my wife and i sat down i was like yeah we're gonna get suicide squad it's gonna be awesome what do you call it you know like like the, the cast i know a bunch of the people like you know we're I'm, I'm i everybody was like really hush hush about it let's let's do it and i watched it i was like all right all right yeah i don't know what they were doing with this one maybe because i was way too hyped up for it maybe yeah. i got too hyped up for it um but i was also expecting something was good or on the scale of guardians of the galaxies where they made these these characters that nobody gave a crap about into you know these popular fun awesome characters with depth um, and they just didn't do that with Suicide Squad because, and you can't, you can't, you can't really get involved. You can't get interested in, in any of them. I mean, it was like, uh, all right, it's another Harley Quinn movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I just, I couldn't get into it. You liked it, didn't you? I liked it. It made me laugh. Yeah. At the end of the day, and yeah. it made me laugh. And and sometimes I just, and sometimes like I, I like some depth by superhero movies, but sometimes I need something that's just dumb and gonna make me laugh. And so, like, the banter between, uh, uh-oh, we lost him. Back? I'm, I'm here. Okay. It froze up I'm on here. me for a second. I thought I lost you. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. The, uh, like, the banter with, with Idris Elba and John Cena, I thought was, was, was it, funny. I mean, John, John Cena is one of those guys, like, they keep trying to make him the rock, and it's not working yet. I think he just needs to do comedies, because Blockers was hilarious, and he was so funny in it. I have not seen that yet, and I heard that it was great. And then there's another one that he's in that I, I think was supposed to be really good. And I think that his comedic react because, I mean, look, and John is a very nice guy, um, yeah. very sweet person, um, very well-spoken. He's a great action guy, but he's, you know, he's got that... Um, I don't want to say it in a bad way and in an insulting way, but like he looks like Ernest P. Worrell. Um, you know what I mean? Just like a jacked up version of him. <laughs> and it does. So like, so like, you, and once you see it, you can't not see it. And, um, mm. you know, so I can't take him in like too serious of a role, 
but I mean, the Suicide Squad, like they couldn't, I don't know what they were doing with it. I think that they were trying to make him like, uh, you know, like a hokey character, but, and it worked, but I was just like, I didn't want to see that. I, you know what I mean? I, I, I thought, all right, well, he's going to be like, maybe they'll do something good with the character. I, I don't know. Man. Yeah. I just, I, you know, like, I, I hated know. what they did with him, hated what they did with Rooker, hated what they did with a whole bunch of things. I think that the polka dot man was the most ridiculous thing ever. And it was funny. <laughs> and I understand why he did it. I think what, what, and, and Gunn might have said, James said something along the line of, um, what do you call it? Give me the most ridiculous, worst freak. And, and listen, DC, their who's who's category is like ginormous. You can go fill up 20 long boxes with those. You know what I mean? Where you, you have so many useless characters to choose from. Uh, Condiment King exists, people. I mean, <laughs> like ridiculous. So, I, and he's like, you'll find me the most ridiculous character and I'm going to make something cool out of him. You know what I mean? Like, he tried, man. He really did. I think the King Shark was was ridiculous. Um, some of the things were funny that they did, like you know what I'm talking about. That was hilarious, you know. But even that was just like, come on, man, just to get Stallone in the movie, you know, like is yeah. that? I, I don't know. Because because he had, I mean, because he had him from doing Guardians too. So we probably was like, hey, you want to come? Which Guardians too? That's the only superhero movie that ever made me ball crying in a theater. Oh, um, uh, when Rooks died, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. that that hit me at a real because my my father at the time was was going through uh was going through cancer treatment and um it my relate my situation with my dad was very similar to star lords which is where this was my stepdad but like he had adopted me he's the only dad who had never been in my life so when they had that whole like he was your he was your father but he wasn't your daddy i was like oh you, mm. Mm, it just it got me right there so we're walking out the theater and i am just a crying mess and my oh. friends are looking at me like yeah right <laughs> <laughs> um let's get yeah. one more of these in here um would you rather have a secret identity or have it be known to the public uh it depends i mean you know i i'm in the public eye already so having it known to the secret to the public is perfectly fine i'm, I'm used to being out there on a on a, a coat hanger for people to see so yeah it, it, i don't need the identity I could just be yeah. me. No, yeah. I'm with you. I, I I don't need one more thing to have to try to like like I, I first of all I'm already like so freaking addicted to social media and stuff, which I hate that <laughs> I don't think I could keep it a secret if I tried. And it's just it's like I, I don't like having to lie. It's so much easier just to be like, hey, I gotta I gotta I gotta go stop a bomb threat. <laughs> be, be right back. Save me a steak. Gotcha um, to go. Yeah, <laughs> as opposed to sorry guys, I got I gotta go. My mom was 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 in a car accident. And they're like, well, your mom's right over there. So what? But like, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be able to keep my lies straight. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, oh man. Uh, so before before we because you know we're coming up on an hour here. So before before we do let you go, um, just just to get to, you know we we've talked about because because there's so much and 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 we would be here for hours trying to cover everything you've done. But um, so, but you've got a bit of a wrestling background to you. So I, I wanted to ask you because last night at AEW, Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole, they both they, showed up. They both showed up. Uh-huh. Um, where where are you as far as like like WWE or Ring of Honor or AEW, any of that stuff? To be completely honest, I have not paid attention in quite some time. Um, yeah, I saw I saw that Punk came back. I knew that Punk was going to be. Punk and Daniel Bryan are, are very good friends uh, from what I know. 
um, and and I was assuming that one would follow the next. And Adam Cole got released, and and there was a lot of buzz, um, you know, about him potentially showing up over there. How long they'll stay, who knows? I don't know. Um, but I really don't pay attention anymore. I, I don't have the time. That's the to be completely honest. <laughs> I don't have the time. And um, you know, after being in the business for so many years, um, you know, I don't I don't watch it. You know what I mean? I can't watch it the same. And, if I'm going to watch it, you know, it's usually because either a friend of mine or uh, an old student of mine is saying, hey, Brim, could you take a look and let me know what you think? Or, you know, that was that's basically it. I really I really don't pay attention anymore. Um, I know yeah. certain things that are going on simply because of who I am, um, yeah. and, you know, and, and people tell me. Uh, but a lot of the time I wouldn't know if people didn't just reach out or let me know. Um, one of the biggest things that happened in wrestling was this past week. Um, and that was the loss of, of my friend Daphne, uh, who, who took her own life. Um, and, and I want to put that out there for everybody, especially because this is Suicide Awareness Month. Um, and the fact of the matter is, is mental health is a true thing. It's a big thing, um, you know, and you're not alone, you know. So if you have any thoughts of, of uh, you know, self, self-loathing, you want to kill yourself, you have thoughts of, of suicide, you know, you're hurting, you need somebody, hell man, my, my, uh, my DMs are always open. And, you know, there's also, you can find, I don't know if you have a way to put it in your show notes, the, you know, the 1-800 numbers that you can call and get help. Um, you know, you're never alone. So um, please, please reach out to somebody, you know, and, and uh, let's, let's get you, let's get you, you know, feeling a little bit better. So yeah. I lost two friends this past week, one being Daphne, the other being John Dilly from the hot sauce community who didn't take mm. his own life, but he kind of did. And that was a whole bout with COVID. So um, that's a long story in itself. So I, you know, I lost two friends this past week. Uh, and so it's been rough. You know what I mean? Sure. Very rough. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's an, obviously very sorry for your loss. You know, dad, you. Her, you know, I heard about Daphne. I was like, that was, that was kind of, that was a, that was a pearl clutching moment. Like, Holy shit. Um, yeah. She had yeah. demons. A lot of people have demons, unfortunately we've we i mean we and that's something we've talked about on this show a lot you know is you know our own struggles with that you know we're sponsored by a company called dope and 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 you know they all you know they they send pro they donate profits to to all kinds of foundations stuff like that like mental health is always a big thing that we're always huge at especially with with this being the month of, like i said month of september suicide awareness month um and so stuff like that is is always you hear you hear it all especially when it's someone famous you hear that you always hear that that ridiculous excuse of like oh well they were rich and famous well it's like you don't you that's not that's not how it works no matter how much success or fame or money you can have like like if anything that's a testament to just how serious this kind of thing is where no matter where despite all that your brain is still telling you you know Mm -hmm. you know you, you ain't shit well, the fact and, of the matter is, is that people have this preconceived notion of what entertainment is. And mm-hmm. they think that everybody, if you've been on TV once or twice or however long, or it doesn't matter what it is, they, they're in entertainment. They think, well, one, first of all, they don't realize how much work it is. Mm-hmm. They think everything's easy. No, bro, it's not easy. It's, it's constant get up and go. It's constant moving, constant grooving, constant being on. That's first and foremost. And when you're, you have to pretend or be on all the time, that's very taxing on people. All right. That's first and foremost. Second of all, people seem to think that you have all this money. Well, if you don't have money, then obviously you're not successful. First of all, money and success are two completely different things. You could be very successful and have not a dime in your pocket. Mm. All right. Success should never be, be determined in, in dollars and cents. 
Um, you know, that being said, a lot of people that people perceive to have a lot of money don't, and they're going through issues on places to live or, you know, places to, to a way to eat and so forth. And, and some people that people are, are still watching on television live like that. You know what I mean? They're not making the lion's share. There's very few people who are making millions of dollars, you know what I mean, off you know, you get a handful of, of bigger names that are making millions of dollars on these events uh, or on these, uh, you know, films or this or that. And the next thing, even musicians, you know, think about it. People don't realize, you know, you go in there, you do a hit song. Well, the, the record label, if you're assigned to a label, the label is already taken. You know, what I mean? they've already lent you, you know, a couple hundred grand to get started. You know what I mean? So now you have to pay back that couple hundred grand, even though you never saw that hundred grand to begin with. It's coming out of your, you know pocket you know what i mean and now things got to get paid back there you've got pr people you've got stylists you've got this you've got that you got the next thing guess what at the end of the day how much are you left with you know what i mean now you got to still keep up appearances you know what i mean so the little money that you have left you got to go in you got to have a, a you know a bodyguard with you you got to do this got to do that you got you know what I mean? you have to dress well you know what i mean and and uh you know at the end of the day people don't understand what goes into it you know what i'm saying yeah. um and and the fact is is people that they think are making a ton of money and not making what they think they make. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It is what it is. They say on, on online, they've got that. I make like uh, two and a half million or I'm like making 2 million and something a year, bro. I do. Well, I do. Okay. I'm not doing 2 million and plus a year. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. come on. You know what I mean? And I, um, I, bl I blame a lot of that on like stuff like MTV cribs, which, <laughs> which, which first of all, most of those houses, those people were not living in. They were, no. they so were set up. They were set up, rented out mansions that yeah. the, the, and 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 like they, like David Draymond from Disturb was one he talked about. He's like that was not my house. They it was some publicity stunt, and so they yeah, it creates this false identity of of like disposable like unlimited disposable income. You know, the, this podcast studio right. originally started out as an office for a record label for an indie label, and then like the costs and the costs that go into making an independent record for a local musician alone are ridiculous. Don't even get me started on. Oh yeah. You know, oh, bands yeah. like bands like kill switch engage, you know, guys like that who are touring the world. They're not, you know, a lot of them are living in like one bedroom apartments because the amount of money that, that just because you know, yeah. just because an album sells 10 million copies doesn't mean they're getting every single dime of that. No. And, and it's all, but the thing about entertainment, it's again, it's all about perception. It's all how you perceive. Yeah. Again, you know what I mean? What we discussed earlier with the whole Cosby thing, presentation and how people perceive you. You know what I mean? And that's and that's part of the glam of Hollywood. You know what I mean? I can't tell you how many people that I know that that are that are have been in big, the biggest shows you've ever heard of and so forth. And they live in paycheck to paycheck, bro. Like mm -hmm. the money, the, it, you know, so for me, you know what I mean? And again, I do. I that's why I started doing all the different product lines and so forth because entertainment is in peaks and valleys. You know what I mean? Just like pro wrestling, I learned it from pro wrestling. It's peaks and valleys. You know what I mean? Things go up, things go down. Things go up, things go down. You need to be able to survive those valleys. You know what I mean? There are times that you go for a stretch and you don't get any work. You know what I mean? So what do you do in the meantime? That's why I started doing, you know, all licensing for the Brimstone name and Brimstone products and working hand in hand and doing partnerships and so forth. I mean, the backpacks that, you know, yeah, it wasn't good enough for me to get them in, in Walmarts with eSport. I was like, I got to take it a step further. 
I got to get them here. I got to get them there. And then I had friends of mine from Big Bang Theory call me up and go, Brim, I'd like to put your stuff up on, on, uh, on the show. You know, this was years ago. So I sent them the backpacks. Guess what was up since season seven, right in a very prominent position was one of the backpacks and they sold out of Walmart. You know what I mean? Why? Not because they necessarily knew who I was. This is the Big Bang Theory backpack. You know what I mean? It's right. hilarious. I was signing at San Diego Comic-Con uh, a couple of years ago. It's funny that I'm back talking to San Diego again. <laughs> and, and I see this guy walk by and he's wearing one of my, my triangle backpack, what do you call it, uh, which is, uh, you know, the Brimstone of the Borderlands backpack. And uh, that came from, what do you call it? Um, and and I, I said, hold on. I stopped my, my you know, line of people. It wasn't a huge line. So, I'm, I'm, you know, you know, it was maybe like three or four people. I said, you know, wait for me one second. I ran over to stop the guy. I was like, hey, love the backpack. Figuring maybe he'd know who I was. Maybe he wouldn't. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, I picked it up at Walmart. You know, I, I, this is the, you know, it's the backpack from Big Bang Theory. I was like, it's actually me. <laughs> he goes, oh, that's pretty awesome. Very cool. And, you know, I was like, very cool. And he walked away and that was it. You know, I don't care if you know who I am. Mm-hmm. All I know is that I know that I made some, you know, a couple of shekels. You know what I mean? For the, those downtimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I have my sauce and seasoning line. You don't have to know who I am. You know, it's Brimstone branded. But, you know, I, it, but that helps to support me in the downtime. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I'm just lucky enough and, and, you know, thankful enough that I get a lot of work with, with what do you call it, voice work. And um, I do a lot of, of photo shoots. I do a lot of, um, what do you call it, guest things. I do a lot of teaching. You know, I do a lot of, you know, podcast one-on-ones, you know, like all these different things that, that bring in additional money, you know, while I'm waiting on the peaks and valleys of, you know, when am I going to get the next, te- am I going to get another television show, blah, 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 which yes, I am filming a new television series, by the way, Yes. Uh, which I cannot talk about, you know, here because I'm still on, uh, what do you call it? Um, on a, uh, a non-compete, uh, not a non-compete, a, um, oh my God. Non-disclosure? <laughs> non-disclosure. That's where <laughs> I am right now. Uh, what do you call it? A, uh, I have an NDA right now, so I cannot speak about it, but I can tell you that I'm doing a new television series with my son. It's based on an IP that I had done prior uh, for three seasons with another thing, but it's, it's slightly different. It's going to be a really cool show. Um, that's all I can say. And we're going to have some iconic friends of mine that are going to be making uh, uh, visits to the show. So uh, it's, it's very exciting. We started filming um, in August and uh, we're going to be filming probably through November. And um, yeah, very, very excited for it. So when I can talk about it. When you can. Yes. we'll bring you back on we'll talk about it and, it'll be a yeah. lot of fun and uh brimstone man i want to thank you so much for taking taking an hour out of your day to uh just sit and 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 just talk and 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 tell us about you know a, a fraction <laughs> of the things you've done uh as you as you have your smoker smoking away behind you you see, um, see that thing going oh we got a badass brisket in there oh, oh boy I love brisket so much. <laughs> got the Yoda, um, smoke, Yoda smokers rolling. Got the jacks. Uh, what do you call it? Fuel in there. Just running that bad boy. That beast has been going since nine o'clock last night and uh, Eastern time, and it's what one thirty right now in uh, Eastern <laughs> time. So yeah, that's gonna be soft and jiggly like a beautiful belly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh man! I can't wait. Uh, so let's, <laughs> let's 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 have you tell the people at home if they want to learn more about you, if they want to find you, follow along with you, where can they go? Anybody wants to find me, uh, please check me out. My official website is therealbrimstone.com. Uh, what do you call it? You can go there. 
find out pretty much anything there is to know about me. If you want to go to the, um, there's a section on there, uh, which is literally everything, you know, interviews and so forth. It's in the scripture section. Just click on scriptures. There's videos, there's uh, written interviews, there's, you, you name it, there's stories. You can find out anything there is to know about me there. Uh, also, one of the, the areas that I'm always spending a lot of time on is Instagram. Uh, it's at the real brimstone. I'm verified. You know, it's me. Um, I answer as long as you write to me, I respond um, more so on the posts than DMs. Uh, but if you do DM me, I will get to you. I will get there eventually. It's just, I don't get to see everything because it goes by very quickly. Um, but please, you know, drop. I'd love to communicate with everybody. If you write on the posts, I'll write back to you as long as you're respectful. Um, I have no problem hanging out and, and, and uh, having some fun and getting to know some new people. So hit me up there. I'm everywhere else also, but you know, you can find that all on the uh, website. Uh, one last thing, and, and if, if, if I may, Mike, that's up Please to you. Please do, please. Um, one, one last thing I like to leave everybody with, and, and I've been trying to, to get this out on um, you know, a bunch of the uh, uh, shows that I, I've been uh, kind of jumping on and, and doing appearances on, um, is that I want to say that, look, in the, the state of the current world, this isn't political, don't worry, but in the current state of the world with everything going on and people being at odds uh, with one another, I'd like, I'd like it if people, you know, would, would be inspired and, you know, find some kind of a, a charity, something, whether it's close to home, maybe somebody had cancer, like you mentioned earlier, maybe somebody had leukemia or homeless or whatever it is, something that you can get behind. And even if you can't give money, give a little bit of your time, you know what I mean? Whether it's an hour a month, whether it's five minutes a month, whether it's, you know, a week a month, give some time back to a charity. Do something good for somebody else. Be kind to one another. Um, not only will you feel good about it uh, for yourself, but you don't know how much you're doing for the other person. So I urge everybody out there to please go out there. Just be better. Be good to one another. And, and let's, let's all make the world a better place. That's, you know, that's what my goal is. is like, like I said earlier, trying to leave the world a better place than when I got it. So hopefully, hopefully people will get behind that and give a hand. I love the message. I love the idea. And, and, and yeah, always, always wanting people to, if you can take, we, we always say with this show too, like it doesn't, you don't have to give money, just give time, give your energy, give your attention. It's all like the best thing you can do to support, whether it's a charity, a local business, a local artist is just tell people about it. hundred percent. I just, I, I, I cannot stress enough. Um, I mean, I do a lot of charity work, um, more so obviously when the world is not shut down. Um, but when I tell you, you know, it, yes, it feels good, but I do it because I know I'm helping people, but it will also make you feel good. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, if people are feeling a little depressed, there are always people out there that are doing a lot worse than you are. Go out there, do some charity time. You know what I mean? And, and mm -hmm. I guarantee you, you'll have a different outlook on the world. Absolutely. And what a hell of a great note to, to wrap this thing up on brimstone. Once again, thank you so much for taking time out of your day uh, to, to come on and, and chat with us. Honor and a privilege, Mike. Thank you so much for having me and everybody out there. Have a great one. Thanks so much for listening to me for however long we've been on and hopefully you'll check me out a little bit later. Please do everybody go check out, check out brimstone's website, therealbrimstone.com. And man, it's been fun, buddy. Absolutely.